0: Happy Tier List Tuesday and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I am Anthony Totry. Guys, we got DJ Jacob Franklin making all the magic happen behind the Mac. Do us a solid. Leave a five-star review if you're new here. Let us know what you like about this podcast. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button and buckle up because we have ourselves one hell of a show at the tail end. We're going to be talking a little bit about the Arizona State-Arizona basketball game that the Sun Devils have this weekend. Is there any chance that Bobby Hurley's team can get right and take down the Wildcats. We'll talk about that at the very end of the show. But like I said, and like I led into the show, it is a tier list Tuesday. So we're going to be tier list ranking the same as we've been doing the last few weeks. And we are going to tier list out the best rivalries in the Big 12. Obviously, Arizona, Arizona State, two teams leaving the Pac-12, moving over to the Big 12. One of the best rivalries, not only in the Big 12, but one of the best rivalries in all of college sports, if you want my general opinion on that. Look, I know there's a bunch of us that uh, were, were in the actual PHNX Wildcat show earlier this morning, so I appreciate everybody for hopping over there uh, and, and defending my honor, discussing Arizona State in Arizona. Kip in the chat, is this really live or recorded? Well, today we are live. Yesterday we were pre-recorded because of some technical difficulties, but we are back we are live Don on the chat. Nice living room. Where is the damn dog? No dog on today's show. The dog is still, uh, still with us, though, uh, in the home. So maybe maybe at a certain point, I'll go ahead and I'll drop the, the dog in, um, in a diehard discord so you guys can go ahead and get a look at it. But we got Don on the chat, LTC, Clint. We got everybody here. Let's go ahead. Let's get our tier list started, as always, right? So we've got the 16 teams in the new Big 12. And we're just going to start off the same way we have from the S tier all the way down. And I want to start with the Arizona State-Arizona rivalry. We might as well kick it off with the Territorial Cup, right? And in my general, totally unbiased opinion, the Arizona-Arizona State-Territorial ter- ter- Cup rivalries in the S tier. Uh, it is by far one of if not the best rivalries, like I said, in all of college sports. Um, the history behind it, the, the just ferocity or I guess tenacity um, between the fan bases when things really get going, these two teams hate each other. These two coaches respect each other, but I understand what's on the line and these two fan bases absolutely hate each other. Right, I think when it comes down to it, the Territorial Cup over the last few years has been an interesting rivalry to cover, and it's been an interesting rivalry for fans to to really attend because you've got two programs that are really in different spots as it stands with Arizona obviously having a better season than the Sun Devils last season. This year, I anticipate Arizona State closing that gap a little bit and getting a little bit closer just given the fact that they are in year two of the Kenny Dillingham era. Had some nice recruits in the class of 2024, and I love the players that they were able to add from the transfer portal. Donald in the chat, what is odd is the rest of the Big 12 teams' rivalries games are out of conference. Yeah, so as it relates to this specific list, we are going to be keeping it um, in just the Big 12, right? So we are going to make it, if there's not a natural-born rival in this conference, we are going to pretty much assign one, um, and we will go from there. Sharon, though, with a great point. I think we got to move the forks up in front of the A, Jacob. Uh, It just, you can't have, there we go. There we go. I think that's much better for everybody to look at. It's just cleaner. It's just nicer. It's just better all the way around. But let's go ahead. Let's get into another really, really solid rivalry, Kansas and Kansas State. This one specifically uh, is a really, really unique rivalry to me because for such a long time, Kansas has been such a dominant force when it comes to the basketball side of this rivalry, Kansas state starting to get on the up and up. It really is a unique rivalry that I think is trending in the right direction. Um, For me though, I'm going to go ahead and put this rivalry in the A tier. I don't think it is quite what the territorial cup is as it stands right now, but I firmly believe that at a certain point, um, this rivalry can certainly get up to those standards. I just think when you get to the history behind the territorial cup, it really does belong in a tier maybe all by itself. But between Kansas and Kansas State, from a basketball perspective, these two squads really are um, – they're fun programs to watch go at it. And I think the, the really cool thing about that rivalry specifically versus potentially the Territorial Cup is the fan bases as well. Really, really do love their sports. The Jayhawks fans love their sports, um, although Arizona State does own Kansas, just so everybody remembers that. Uh, And then Kansas state in terms of the football program in and of itself, getting better consistently being an AP top 25 team. We know what Kansas is with Jalen Daniels excited to see what they can do this season, but that rivalry in my estimation firmly belongs in the a tier moving it along to the third rivalry that I do want to discuss. Let's go ahead. Let's do Baylor and TCU. Baylor and TCU is another really unique rivalry. And when we're going to be discussing this, at least again, to my point, we're going to be discussing it in the realm, really, of football, not so much just uh, just basketball. But I, I think when it comes to Baylor and TCU, again, you, you've you seen kind of like a swap, almost like Arizona State and, and Arizona over the last couple of years, right? Because Baylor, for such a long time, was such a dominant football program, and TCU really had fallen off for a couple of years. And then you had, of course, right, a couple of years ago, TCU playing in a national championship game. They had their... They're five minutes of fame, but they've really started to fall since then. TCU hasn't been what they were just a couple years ago. And Baylor, getting back into the AP Top 25, when you look at the basketball side of this rivalry, TCU really doesn't belong in the same conversation as Baylor. So for me, this is a rivalry that I would say belongs in the C tier. Um, I think you could make the argument years and years ago, potentially, that this is a rivalry that was – B tier, A tier worthy, but as it stands right now, neither one of these programs really does it for me. And I don't think the rivalry in and of itself makes necessarily just a whole lot of, I don't want to say it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it doesn't really feel like these two squads hate each other, right? Football, basketball, fan bases. I think that is a giant part of rivalries, right? You've got to get some groups that genuinely, genuinely despise and hate each other. And I think that's what makes the Arizona State-Arizona rivalry so much fun, right? Is there are so many people that absolutely just dislike each other for simply being in Tucson or for simply wearing red or maroon or whatever. When it comes to Baylor and TCU, and maybe it's because we, as an Arizona State fan base, haven't been in the Big 12 for that long, like it, it just doesn't scream hatred to me. And I think when you get and discuss rivalries, there has to be a level of hatred. There's got to be a level of guess what? I am going to have kids, and I'm going to teach those kids to hate your kids, and their kids are going to hate their kids, and it's going to constantly and consistently be just a level of I hate you, right? That's what that's what a good rivalry is, right? That's what a good rivalry is, and when it comes to Baylor and TCU, I just don't think – that those two squads are necessarily on the same page as Arizona. Arizona State really setting the bar in the Big 12. Look, we're going to continue tier listing and tier ranking the rivalries in the Big 12. But first, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Illegal Pete's. Had this conversation with Mike Luke on the PHNX Wildcats show a little bit earlier in the day. Guys, if you're in Arizona, they got locations in Tucson, Tempe, really all over. And the weather is starting to get so, so nice. You might as well check out their Tucson or Tempe location, hit the patio, grab yourself a Marg, and enjoy it. It is Tuesday. You know what that means. It is Taco Tuesday, okay? So they've got some amazing deals for you over at uh, Illegal Pete's. Kick the Monday blues with $3 margaritas all day long, or ease your way back into the week with those $2 tacos every Tuesday. And if you work in healthcare or education, they have a deal for you. Take your team to lunch at Illegal Pete's. Every Tuesday and enjoy. Buy one, get one free entrees. And don't forget to unwind after a long day at their happy hour, 3 p.m. through 8 p.m. Every day, guys, Illegal Pete's, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Now, look, Illegal Pete's is not expensive, okay? It is a very, very affordable, tasty meal. But maybe if you guys play the Arizona lottery and you hit big, who knows? Maybe you yourself can spend every day at a legal pizza or get something from all of our amazing partners but if you don't play you can't win guys the Arizona Lottery is introducing a unique new ticket and promotion called Arizona Adventure there are three ways to play and win big play Arizona Adventure Lottery tickets featuring three iconic landscapes all around Arizona okay these tickets have prizes up to $50,000 visit www.azadventure.com for details and directions guys the arizona lottery is not just about playing games and winning prizes it is also about giving back to the state and its communities again visit azadventure.com for more information on how you can take an adventure for a chance to win a million dollars in cash and arizona travel prices guys getting back to the show donald chat can't remember how long ago but it was with big pokey and it was amazing yeah look when it comes to big pokey in, in Uh, All that stuff. Shane Diefenbach should be back on this show here. Uh, Hopefully sometime next week. Hopefully we could see Shane back on this show. Sharon asking, can we do a mascot ranking sometime? Did we do this? Yeah, we did do a mascot ranking. So far, when it comes to the tier list, just to recap, we've done a Big 12 mascot. We've done Big 12 coaches. Um, We have done an Arizona State position group. We did uh, Big 12 rivals, just in terms of Arizona State's rivals. Um, And we also did Big 12 stadiums and road trips as well. So definitely be on the lookout for any of those on our PHNX Sports YouTube channel. You can always Google search them and go back and watch them or You can go listen to the audio on one of our audio podcasts. But getting back to our tier list again, just to recap what we've got already. You've got Arizona and Arizona State in that S tier. You've got Kansas and Kansas State. In the A tier, and you've got Baylor and TCU in the C tier as it stands right now. Continuing though, I do want to get to the holy war. Let's go ahead and do BYU in Utah. This is a game and really a rivalry for me that just it is so damn fun to see two schools again uh, really despise each other. And it's not even so much the level of hatred, but I know there's so many jokes about BYU in and of itself that I think that almost intensifies the way the nation views the Holy war. Right. Um, And and I think, again, when it comes to the level of play on the field, I think Utah owns BYU, right? Not just when it comes to football. I think Utah has an up and coming basketball program over BYU. Um, I know, I believe BYU was recently in the AP top 25, but, When it comes to this rivalry, there's just something about it that makes you want to put it in the S tier. So that's where I'm going to leave it. The Holy War in and of itself belongs in that S tier. Uh, It is one of the best rivalries, again, in college sports. And I think when you're talking about rivalries in sports, it's almost just a feeling, right? It it really is. Like when you want to take the rivalry and look past just college sports, right? Evolve to the NBA, evolve to MLB, evolve to the NFL, right? Think locally. The Los Angeles Dodgers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Where would that rivalry rank, right? There's a hatred among the fan bases. Now, the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Philadelphia Phillies, right? Eh, These two teams, they've seen each other a lot recently. Is it a rivalry? I would say so. Is it in the same conversation as the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks? No chance. What about the Cardinals and the Seahawks? Same thing. There's a level of hatred between those fan bases that you just have to acknowledge. And not only is it the hatred that makes it a great rivalry, you also have to have a back and forth. You can't have one team own the other when it comes to this rivalry. There's got to certainly be uh, just just a, a complete point of Arizona State's going to win one, Arizona's going to win one. Arizona State's going to win three in a row, Arizona's going to win two in a row. right? Like There has to be a back and forth for it to be an actual rivalry that means anything. Um, And and I think, again, that is why you've got these rivalries split the way that they are. But moving forward with the rest of these rivalries, I think, again, you are going to slowly see a lot of these teams don't have natural born rivals in the Big 12 anymore uh, because some of the the swapping that went around in conference realignment, some of these schools, again – their natural rival that they may have had in the past is now a rival with somebody else, right? Like if Utah wasn't entering the Big 12 with – um, if Utah wasn't entering the Big 12 where BYU was already at, right, and they were just going with Colorado, then you probably would have Utah and Colorado as a rivalry somewhere in here, right? But you don't because Utah's natural rival in this conversation is BYU. So taking it a step further, some of these teams, again, aren't necessarily – rivals uh but they are rivalries that i see potentially being born as we move along so what i do want to do here next is i want to get into colorado if anybody in the chat where do you guys feel and who do you guys feel colorado's rival is going to be in the big 12 we will go from there and then we can evaluate that rivalry um, as we move along. But with Colorado moving on into the Big 12 from the Pac-12 being one of those four teams, Colorado Athletics is in a, a, a unique position, right? Their basketball program is on the up and up. They've had themselves a decent season. The football program, we know what it is in terms of, uh, I'm not going to sit here and say it's a laughing stock, but we know that outside of Boulder, there are a lot of people in Colorado that genuinely believe um, that Colorado is going to fail, um, that the Buffs aren't all that they have owned up to be, and I genuinely, genuinely believe um, that CU is destined to fail um, when it comes to the next couple of years with the football program. Let's go ahead. Let's do what Trigger's talking about. Let's go from Houston and Texas Tech as a rivalry, and let's go ahead and discuss those two programs. Texas Tech, man, first off, hell of a win for the Red Raiders last night against the Kansas Jayhawks. Beat them by, what, 20 points. Kansas was a top-10 team in the AP top 25 Houston's another fun one, just because they're consistently a top 10 team when it comes to college basketball. So that rivalry between Houston, Texas tech, again, I think is certainly something to consider, especially with all of these new teams headed to the big 12. It is the basketball conference. Everybody knows it is the basketball conference. Um, When it comes to football, this is where the rivalry really starts to take a turn because Houston football isn't that Good, right? Texas Tech of the last couple of seasons has slowly started to get back on track, but they aren't really what they used to be when Pat Mahomes was here. And even then, when Pat Mahomes was here, Texas Tech wasn't really a, a giant national threat. Texas Tech, Houston football, they're both kind of mid to me. The basketball programs really elevate this rivalry. Um, and I think that is why Houston and Texas Tech, we can go ahead and just because of the basketball side of things, I think this rivalry can belong in the B tier um just because again these are two programs that in my estimation when it comes to college basketball are genuinely genuinely some of the best when it comes um to what we're talking about so again we can move Houston and Texas Tech over to the B tier um if we get to that point i yeah let's go ahead we can do that that leaves us with just a couple teams left moving on again let's try and get let's see if if we can find a rival for the buffs or if anybody in the chat has any of these rivals in here uh, that they believe is a rivalry in the big 12 or moving on to the big 12. Then we can have that discussion Um, when it comes to Cincinnati and UCF. Do you want to talk about those two teams as being a rival? We could do that. Let's do Cincinnati and UCF as rivals simply because these are two, uh, two of the newer teams in the big 12 moving over last season. Uh, This is again, this is two, two programs in Cincinnati and UCF, that realistically, they're, they're always going to be little brother, right? Cincinnati wasn't relevant um, until Luke Fickle was there. The only reason anyone talks about Cincinnati right now is because Kelsey brothers. And UCF, they were, what, uncrowned national champions when they were undefeated years and years ago. What have they done since then? Nothing? They've done absolutely nothing. Cincinnati, UCF, the only reason they belong in this conversation is because they're in the conference and we have to assign them a rival. Neither one of these teams genuinely does anything for me on a football field. They don't do anything for me on the the hardwood. Realistically, two programs um, that will be at the bottom and bottom feeders in the Big 12 moving forward. And the rivalry um, kind of is the same. That's why Cincinnati, UCF, are in that last tier. So, just to recap, what we have right now for everybody on audio, and you can't see this tier list. In the S tier, we have the Territorial Cup with Arizona and Arizona State. Also in the S tier, we got the Holy War between Utah and BYU. In the A tier, we have the Kansas Kansas State rivalry. In the B tier, we got Houston and Texas Tech because of those basketball programs. In the C tier, we got Baylor and TCU. And then in the S tier, um, or no, in the D tier, we have Cincinnati and UCF. Clinton in the chat, Iowa State rival is K-State. And again, this is a little bit more of a tricky situation because some of these schools, again, like a Utah and a Colorado or an Iowa State and Kansas State, they have their own little rivalries. We're going, again, with their main natural rival, right? That's why I think, again, you have to stick with those two. Kansas doesn't necessarily have a natural-born rival um, outside of Kansas State, their in-state rival. So I will go ahead. I will leave it at that. Um, when it comes to the rest of these schools, we've got Colorado, Iowa state, Oklahoma state, West Virginia, um, as the last couple of schools that we will assign, um, their tier list ranking to before we do that though, guys, again, want to keep it moving. And I want to tell you about how you can make some money on Arizona state going to the big 12 or Arizona state basketball, Arizona basketball, or really just any sport in general. You can bet on it over on the BetMGM Sportsbook app, and they do have a brand spanking new offer for you guys. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $5 into your newly created account and place a wager in the amount of at least $5 at standard odds price. And once you've placed a bet, you guys are going to receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager, just sign up for BetMGM and use that bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager to BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app for at least $5, and you'll receive $150 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details, and now listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer problem call 1-800-GAMBLER available in the u.s call 877 Hope and ny or text hope Y 467 369 York. call 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts 21 plus to wager please gamble responsibly call 1-800-NEXT-TEP-Arizona 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help michigan 1-800-981-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with kansas crossing casino and hotel visit betmgm.com for terms this promotional offer is not available in new york nevada ontario or puerto rico yeah we got trigger in the in the chat and Waka fields is the basketball overall tier list for the rivalries this is the overall rivalries um Again, we could make it just basketball. We could make it just football, but I think it means a little bit more when you, you zoom out, look at the entire scope of the entire thing. Uh, so we'll go ahead and keep it to everything overall. Don on the chat, did we just generate our own rival games, though? Hey, look, we might have. We might have. We might be creating our own rivals right here, man. It's what we do over here on the PHNX Sun Devil Show again. Guys, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. And look, we just told you about that MGM and where you can make some money, and now that you got some money, maybe it's time to spend it on yourself. Treat yourself to a little staycation over at Gila River Resorts Casinos, guys, because nobody does it better. They offer an authentic, immersive experience unlike anything else in the valley, with an unprecedented level of entertainment and excitement that you're not going to find anywhere else in the desert. They haven't just set a high bar; they have set the highest bar, the peak of the mountain. When it comes to their state-of-the-art gaming floor, it's got it all with over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, and live table games, not to mention Arizona's largest casino sports book. Head over to Gila River Resorts and Casinos and let them show you what Next Level is all about. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Guys, visit play at for more details. Clinton Chat, West Virginia is pretty close to Cincy, Ohio. It is, it is, but look, when it comes down to it, We've already moved on past that rivalry. Let's go ahead. Let's get that tier list back up here. uh, And and let's go ahead and let's move on and do – did we say, what, Iowa State and the Buffs at some point, I think somebody said, was going to be a rivalry or an interesting rivalry? Uh, I think we can go ahead and put that as a rivalry simply because the fan bases. I think the fan bases more than maybe some of the other fan bases in the Big 12 – are going to learn a lot about each other not from a, a geographical standpoint but Colorado fan base is, the, the fan base is delusional right it's something i talked about with mike luke earlier on the show uh, the PHNX wildcat show that there isn't a fan base out there uh, that's quite as loony as Buffs fans they've just got not a blind loyalty but they have a i uh, just i don't know maybe they're just a, there's a level of optimism in boulder that i've just i've yet to to see anywhere else when a program genuinely hasn't done anything, like they are rallying around a program that was the worst in the Pac-12 last season, the worst. And you know what their response is, is, Oh, but it's better than they were the year before, but you were still last. You're, you're, you're still last, right? Like, come on. Like that's got to mean something, but it doesn't, it doesn't. So when it comes to Colorado, that is what it is. When it comes to Iowa state, Iowa state's another funny, funny program. Uh, Just in terms of everything that I've heard about Ames, Iowa, they love and love to tailgate. They know how to show up and show out for their team. So I think when you get to this Iowa State-Colorado game, it is going to be a sellout when it comes to basketball. It'll be a sellout specifically, though, when it comes to football. Regardless, though, again, there's got to be some sort of meat on the bone for this rivalry to mean anything. And realistically, it doesn't. Jacob might want to put him in the C-tier. Um, I'm leaning toward the D tier. I can listen to a conversation about Iowa State and CU in the in the C tier. Um, it, it just it really doesn't it doesn't blow my skirt. Really, it really doesn't. It's a rivalry between two teams that outside of their fan bases, the product on the field, the product on the hardwood isn't necessarily there. Wildcat feels in the chat. I've lived in Denver for 27 years and I've never seen that many people show up to football. It's the Deion Colt, not CU fans. It really is crazy. It really, really is crazy. So, look, let's go ahead. We can put that in the D tier. The final thing we've got here is Oklahoma State and West Virginia. And that's – look, this is – I feel bad, right? Everybody in the chat, you got to kind of feel bad for Oklahoma State, right? Oklahoma State, you lose Oklahoma. And I know all these schools had separate rivalries in the Big 12. But there's just – again, there's something about an in-state natural rival. Whether Oklahoma claimed Oklahoma State as its rival, whatever, like Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, it, it it meant something the same way Arizona, Arizona State means something. So to see Oklahoma kind of leave Oklahoma State behind, you get it from an athletic department perspective, but you hate to see those two schools um, not necessarily play each other as often. When it comes to West Virginia, you could argue that West Virginia would be Arizona State's rival if Ray Anderson was still the athletic director because of that whole nonsense that happened. But in reality, Oklahoma State, West Virginia. West Virginia ain't shit. Oklahoma State would carry this rivalry if it were actual rivalry. Let's go ahead. We can also put that in the D tier. Uh, When it comes to the rivalries here in the Big 12, again, just to recap, as it stands, in the S tier, you've got the Territorial Cup and the Holy War, which is Arizona State, Arizona, and you also got BYU and Utah. Um, In the A tier, you got Kansas, Kansas State. In the B tier, you got Houston and Texas Tech. When you've got the C tier, you got Baylor and TCU. And then in the D tier, you got Cincinnati, UCF, Colorado, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State, and West Virginia. And I know there's going to be people in the chat that hate it. I know there's going to be people on social media that hate it. But that's what we've got for our Big 12 tier list when it comes to the rivalries in this conference. Donald in the chat, Anthony, now that you know better than to say that man's name here. Yeah, man. It's. Deion Coach Prime Sanders, man. Deion Coach Prime Sanders. Look, the only reason I say it, Donald, is because when I say it, then sometimes Buff Buffs fans, they've got, like, the call on. It's like the, the bat signal. Anytime you say that guy's name, people just show up. People just show up out of nowhere. It's crazy. Look, I know we got our usual ASU fans here. We absolutely love you. I'm sure there's some Wildcat fans here that were in the PHNX Wildcat show earlier today that – That saw me there, guys. So we genuinely appreciate everybody hopping on this show. Again, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Let me know what you think of these rankings when it comes to Big 12 rivalries. We're going to continue doing Tier List Tuesdays as we move through an inch closer to spring football. Hopefully Shane is back next week um, and Eric as well. And hopefully we can do another tier list, maybe with the three of us. So let us know in the comments, let us know on social, let us know Die diehard discord, what tier list Tuesdays you guys want to see moving forward. Again, we've done mascots, we've done stadiums, we've done head coaches. Um, we've done tier listing the schedule. So let me know again, what you guys think and what you'd like to see moving forward. But something that I do want to discuss now that, is obviously a, a main topic of conversation here in the Valley and in Tucson is you've got the territorial cup basketball game, right? Which again, I know there's people that don't like to call it the territorial cup because there isn't really a cup when it comes to basketball, but you've got that rivalry game. The first of the two meetings between these two teams this weekend um, in Arizona. Let's be real. Arizona's the favorite in this game. They're an AP top 25 team. I believe they're in the top five as it stands right now. And Arizona State shouldn't be favored in this game. Arizona State shouldn't sniff the win, right? But I'm here to tell you that if this team plays their guts out, if this Arizona State team shows up and puts out a starting five like we've seen against other teams in the Pac-12, right? I mentioned the Colorado win for the Sun Devils early on in the season. This team looked dominant, right? I mentioned the Utah game that just happened. The USC game. Now, I know these are other teams, but you got to throw away everything you think you know when it comes to a rivalry game. Frankie Collins, Ace Wolf, Jose Perez, some of these guys, Jemiah Neal, right? If they are able to show up, and that's going to be on Bobby. If they're able to show up, then I genuinely believe that Arizona State has a chance, okay? They've got a chance, but it is going to be up to Bobby Hurley to get this team right. And I think you're going to learn a lot about Bobby Hurley here. In terms of can he lead Arizona State into this Big 12 conference that we just spent a half hour talking about? Can they do it? Can Arizona State do it, Bobby Hurley? Can you look your boys in the mirror or look your boys in the eye and say, "Hey, this is this is our championship right now." You're a 12 and 12 basketball team or a 13 and 12 basketball team, whatever you are right now. You you don't stand a chance in the NCAA tournament as it is right now. You have to go win the Pac 12 tournament. This is as close to a championship as you're going to get right now. Not to say you can't. Not to say you can't make some noise, but it starts with this game. It starts with whooping the Arizona Wildcats' ass. Now, will they do it? Probably not. They probably won't. Why am I saying that? People are going to be like, "Oh, why are you so negative? Why don't you believe?" Well, have they have they proven to you that they can go do it? They've proven that they know how to play good basketball when they want to. When things are clicking, they can do it. So, Frankie Collins, Ace Wolf, Jemiah Neal, which version are we getting? Are we getting the team that was tied atop the Pac 12 rankings? Are we getting that team? Or are we getting the team that we saw lose five of the last six games before the Utah win? Are we getting that team? Are we getting the team that can't beat Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, can't beat Colorado? Are we getting that team? Or are we getting the team that is fighting for an entire half against Oregon? Are we getting the team that blew USC out the gym, right? Which team are we getting? Now, you want to talk about how Bobby Hurley saves his job? Starts there. It starts there. But if you go on Saturday and you get worked by your rival, which, again, all signs point to it happening. Let's be real here. All signs point to it happening. If you let that happen and you're Bobby Hurley, why should you be the coach moving forward? Why should you? There, there needs to be a genuine question. There needs to be a general, uh, like a, you have to defend it. And if you're Bobby and, and you lose this game, can you defend it? Time and again, season and again, you lose to the Arizona Wildcats. Now, I know everybody was going to talk about last year, they split. Last year, they split with the Wildcats. Yeah, they split on a half-court shot, man. It was a hell of a moment, don't get me wrong. One of the greatest moments in sports history that I have witnessed was electric, was phenomenal. That post-game show was elite. It was so much fun. But at a certain point, you you have to compete, right? You you can't play your whole season and expect to do anything ever if you're just going to always get beat by your rival, right? That's why the Football Territorial Cup is so much fun. Is because for how many years now, right, it's belonged to Arizona State. And now you got Arizona getting it back the last couple of years. Not to say that that's what you want if you're an Arizona State fan. By all means, you want the cup. But it means more when it is a back and forth. Let's be real. It means more when it is that, oh, okay, you got it right now? Nah, we're taking it back. It means something. But when a school has it for years on end, the school that has it is just like, oh, it's another one. It's Another dub. Nothing done for the guys. It's not what you want to see. A rivalry means that you're going to go out there and you're going to compete and you're going to make it a back-and-forth game. On the Wildcats show earlier, I predicted an ASU win, 71-69, the side devils off of Frankie Collins' buzzer beater. Why? Because I can I, I can see it happening. I can see this Arizona State team coming out playing hot. I can see it. Will they is the question that's where you start to have some concern is you know that they're capable of playing really really good basketball they really are but will they do it that's what it comes down to and that's what it generally comes down to for Arizona State basketball is not if they can it's if they will and more often than not they don't it's the truth it is the absolute damn truth when it comes to Arizona State so you want some keys to victory how is Arizona State going to beat The Arizona Wildcats on Saturday, well, again, it starts with Frankie Collins. Five-finger Frankie. Dude leads the conference in steals. He's going to shatter the ASU steal record in a single season, for sure. Frankie Collins has to play the best game of the season. He might have to play his best game of his career if Arizona State is going to beat the Arizona Wildcats on Saturday. Frankie Collins, you need to be flirting with a triple-double, buddy. You need to be flirting with a triple-double. And it comes down to points, steals, and assists. You got to get the offense rolling. You got to find a way to get a basket when your team needs it because you know this team offensively is going to have a moment where it starts to spurt. You know it's going to happen. And you got to force turnovers and create some extra opportunities on the offensive side of the ball. So that's one thing. Jose Perez, Jose Perez, another key to victory is this kid needs to take it to Arizona. All season long, he's played one-on-one basketball. It's worked. It's worked. It's not always pretty. It's not always the best team basketball, but you need 20. You need 20, maybe more, out of Jose. Otherwise, again, you're going to be left in the dust. Nobody else on this team, do I feel confident, can go in, can score 20. Jose, I feel confident that he can go and score 20 points, and it's interesting for him. He hasn't had the greatest last couple of weeks. Offensively, team perspective, all of it, Okay. Jose Perez needs to go out. He needs to have himself one hell of a game if the Sun Devils, again, are going to take it to it. And again, what do you need to do? The final key to victory for me, you got to slow down Caleb Love, man. You got to slow down Caleb Love because he's been on an absolute tear this season, as advertised, as good as everybody thought he was going to be in a Wildcat uniform. And if you're Arizona State, man, you got to have that defense absolutely on lock, the same way that it's been all season long. You need to have it. If that defense doesn't show up like it has, you're going to get beat, and you're going to get beat bad. All the other things can happen, but if that Sun Devil defense doesn't lock down the way that they've locked down in conference play before, that they locked down in non-conference, that they've locked down under Bobby Hurley for the last couple of years, guess what? Pack your bags, put your shades on, kick your feet up, and call it a night because it's over. Down for the count. You have to find a way to play really good defense against a really good team. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Okay? Donald, Donald in the chat. Over under on Gaffney threes. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead. And are we talking made threes or attempted threes? That's exactly uh, the conversation that that you gotta have here uh, when it comes to Gaffney. Just just don't take ten, man. Just don't take ten. I can't I can't watch another game where you're taking that many threes. It really is the most frustrating thing for me is to watch Alonzo Gaffney. Uh, oh, we're talking made threes over under on Gaffney threes. Ooh, how many? Well, what's, what's the line? I, I think over-under made threes for Gaffney. I'll put that line at one and a half. One and a half for me, and I'm going to take the under on Gaffney threes. Um, it, it is what it is, man. It, it's When it comes to Arizona State basketball, you have an opportunity to do something real special on Saturday and kind of turn around your season. Not to say that it's going to lead you to an NCAA tournament run or an NCAA tournament bid, but you want to have any chance of getting people to start believing in Arizona State basketball again, it starts on Saturday. And it starts with taking down your in-state rival, um, the Arizona Wildcats. We had somebody in the chat earlier. Let's see, Ralph, good show, man. I got U of A winning, but I think ASU is going to come out firing. Really, really do appreciate you, Ralph. I know, again, we got a lot of Wildcat fans in here. A lot of them on social media. Some of them like me, some of them don't. Some of them like me, but hate my takes, which I can absolutely respect. Um, It is what it is, but we all appreciate everybody here um, on the PHNX Sun Devil Show. Again, guys, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. And if you want to get tickets, to that game, check out Game Time cheap, affordable, last minute tickets um, over on that Game Time app. I personally have used Game Time already three times this year, and we're only in February. Um, game Time, seriously, one of my favorite apps on general, definitely my favorite ticketing app. Um, the interface, all of it, the prices. Game Time knows exactly what they're doing, guys. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download that Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHNX for twenty dollars off your per- first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now you've got yourself some tickets to the Arizona state, Arizona basketball game, but that's not the only sporting event that I hope to see everybody at guys. The Valley of the sun is going to roar to life this spring. NASCAR returns to Phoenix raceway in just a month, March 8th through the 10th, the best in-class fan experience. Meets racing's toughest drivers for three days of action, all surrounded by the beautiful Australia Mountains. spring break at Phoenix Raceway is the perfect introduction to NASCAR with affordable ticket pricing for families. Now, even if you're not a diehard racing fan and you're just looking for a fantastic day out, personally, we we're at Phoenix Raceway just a couple weeks ago. It really is, if you've never been, a beautiful, beautiful track Um, highly, highly encourage everybody just once, even if it's for a day, get out there, check it out. It really is a really cool environment. Um, and and again, just to say you've been one time, I think means a whole hell of a lot. So get your tickets to the Shriners Children's 500 at Phoenix Raceway, March 8th through the 10th promises a weekend of good vibes for the whole family. Get your tickets now, phoenixraceway.com. Look, everybody in the chat here again, I know we've got a lot of PHNX Wildcat fans in here, but I love, absolutely love to see those. Phnx Sun Devil diehards. We got Sharon. We got Donald. Short bus. All those Phnx Sun Devil diehards. Guys, they're always talking ASU in our diehard Discord. Not just the ASU chat. I know the wildcat chat, the Coyotes chat, Suns chat, Cardinals chat, Suns chat. It always goes crazy over at Phnx. That is just one of the many perks of being a Phnx diehard. On top of discounts to events, merch, exclusive diehard content, all of it, guys head over to gophnx.com today, hit that Die Hard tab, and it's going to tell you exactly everything you're getting for an affordable annual price um, to become a PHNX Die Hard. Again, highly, highly encourage you guys to all do that. Appreciate, again, everybody taking some time out of their day to watch live or listen on audio. We will be back for another fun show on Wednesday. Highly, highly encourage everybody to be on the lookout for that Wednesday show. Um, Should be a whole hell of a lot of fun, guys. But that is going to do it for today's PHNX Sun Devil Show. 40 minutes in, in and out. If you enjoyed the content, give us a follow at PHNX underscore signups. You can follow me on social at Anthony underscore toach. You can follow DJ Jacob Franklin at Jacob underscore Franklin four guys. In the meantime, have a happy Tuesday. Go Devils and peace.